You're listening to episode 178 of the 360 Vegas podcast. Check out the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com or send us an email at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. You can support the show when you shop at Amazon. Simply go to the blog, click on the Amazon banner and go about your shopping. It's really that easy to give us money without actually having to give us money. Day after tomorrow, gentlemen, we'll be in Las Vegas. Welcome to Vegas. Las Vegas functions on a 24-hour-a-day schedule. The pools, the casino, big volcano out in front. That's the Eiffel Tower. Bellagio. Riviera. The Mirage. Flamingo. Sahara. The MGM Grand. This isn't the real Caesars Palace, is it? Gamble. They always put the machines that pay off the most right in the front. Good luck. The strip is just the most amazing stretch of road, I think, probably anywhere in the world. Kicking ass in Vegas. Vegas, baby. Vegas, baby. Welcome to Las Vegas. I feel more paternal than I ever have in my entire life. <laughs> Right now, for those of you who don't I feel, know. hold on, hold on. I feel way more connected, responsible, whatever, to that little guy than I felt since we brought him home. Yeah, so for those of you who don't know, Asgard, as, as a lot of dogs do, uh, we, we don't exactly know how, but he popped a blood vessel in his ear, yeah. and, it, and it filled up with blood, and they had to drain it. We it's had to take him to the... hematoma. Yeah, to the, to the puppy... Emergency room. Well, it wasn't puppy. It was the actual, you know, the the dog, the yeah. animal. Well, know. whatever. Yeah, I know. It was specifically it for, puppies. for puppies. Like we didn't take wait, him wait. to a dog. We're like, He's whoa, not whoa, young whoa, enough. whoa, 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 no, that's a puppy. We can't help you. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we had to take him to a uh, to, the to, ER. to, to yeah. the ER, and they drained well, it. Well, and we knew what it was because we had seen we, it before in our cat. We had, yeah. so we knew. Okay, you can't let this go because if you let it go, so basically, if you think about their ear. It swells up like a balloon. Well, it, it, it does that's inflate. It does. And you can very easily touch it. And you're like, oh, fuck. What the hell's going it's on here? It's hot. And it's, yeah. Well, and that's how it is. happened. I, I roughhouse with him a lot. And I grab his ears. He loves it. You know, it simultaneously massages his ears. And he, he's like, oh, we're roughhousing. Yeah. And I went to grab it like, what the fuck happened here? Yeah. So that was late on Tuesday last week? Monday, Tuesday. I don't know. It was remember. Tuesday. And so, yeah. So that was a late night. Drained the ear. Wrapped it up. Of course. Didn't take but two days for him again, to fuck no, it up it, again. No, it wasn't even that. So, wrapped his ears up. 36 hours later, he had already destroyed the cone mm-hmm. that was around his head. Literally broke the cone. Yeah, broke the cone and had been scratching at it so much that the ear started inflating with, you know, blood again. Blood again and yep. he had an ear infection in both ears. So, yeah. So Back to our good I, regular doctor. Yes, our, 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 his regular doctor, and she has now rewrapped him and remedicated him and, and redone but everything. the worst and part is we have to keep him sedated. He's literally on tranquilizers yeah. because yep. we've realized that he hates. Like, obviously, dogs don't like well, shit like that. That's why they have cones for him. This guy loses his fucking mind smacks his head up against anything he can to try to get it off jams it into into anything that that he can possibly just anything that to scratch on it 
lose his mind so much that the doctor herself was like, Well, after we like to. less than a minute of oh, him oh. having the cone on, she's like, oh, we got to sedate him. Yeah, we got to sedate him. Yeah. So literally, we have nuts. to keep our, our boy. And I think any dog would be nuts, but the fact that you have a puppy yeah. of his energy level to begin with, and yeah. He's, he's relatively heavily tranquilized to the point where... He stumbles. He doesn't really know what's going on. So we basically have to protect stop. him. No, no. That's he's still like, a puppy. He still doesn't like, stop. I'm going to do so. And do so. Like, buddy. Well, he's like, relax. wait, it's on my ear. Hold on. I'm going to rub my head against this. Hold on. Let's go down here. Rub my head against Buddy, just fucking relax. Go to sleep, buddy. Come on. Which the first night we felt really bad. And then now we're, what, the, our third night post-tranquilizer. And I'm just like, just, just knock him out I, yeah well i mean you realize like it's the one of the things that you that we've said when it's a human a human can tell you this hurts or this itches a lot it's driving me crazy but you don't know you're you know like you see him staggering around you're like buddy i feel so bad well, you're doing and this. I, I think but, both you and i have been in positions where we're like i feel so miserable yeah but we can at least reason what's happening he can't. He has no idea what's going on. All oh, he knows like, is this thing is on my this head. Itches, I don't like this it. is on my head. Yeah. I I will do anything I can Enough. to fix this. So we're like, just here, just go to sleep, buddy. <laughs> just go to it's sleep. It's been a it's been a long week. It has been. It has been. So mm. let's talk about Vegas for a little bit before we have to return to battle. All right. He's Mark. I'm Karen. And as always, we're going to start with Random Vegas. The Las Vegas Club was originally located on the other side of Fremont Street next to the property now known as La Bayou. What? We got that from at Melts Vegas. It was it was much less of what it is now. It was it well, was more of a club. Much, it's not much. Okay, now. okay, but it was large <laughs> as a casino and it had a hotel and everything. It was more of a club, more of a more of a La Bayou type thing where it was like, hey, we got a casino here. Let's have some fun. La Bayou. Let's like, have a good time. Like from Louisiana, La Bayou? You, I know you don't know it because I only learned about Labayo a couple years ago. You know mermaids? Yeah. It's the exact same thing. Labayo is the same thing. It's right next to uh, to Golden Gate. You'll never even know it's there unless Wait, you know it's there's there. There's a place there. Oh yeah. Is it like a Cajun, like Louisiana Bayou theme, or like what as is it? as much as mermaids is an aquatic theme? <laughs> oh, yeah, it's not good. It's not good. All right, let's <laughs> let's move on to the Vegas Mate Review of the Week. Our buddy, of course, as we complained, last week was, for the first time in the show's history, two weeks in a row when we didn't have a Vegas Mate Review of the Week. So, our buddy, Rob, at Sky on the Rocks, Uh-oh. did some reviews. He did, uh, we chose his August 17th review of Brand Steakhouse at Monte Carlo, gave it four out of five chips. Sky on the Rocks had to say, this was very close to a five-star event. I was concerned because I felt the place was slipping a bit. And because we had 10 people in our party. While we did not order any Wagyu beef, we all had steak. I had the filet. I feel like he's writing to you. Yeah, he probably is. (laughs) Thanks, Rob. I had the filet with blue cheese topping. It was awesome. Perfectly prepared with the exact amount of blue cheese and very consistent melt. I left it short of five stars since I felt the sides were a little small for the price. Service was great and any issues were handled effectively. That's why I love and why I thoroughly <laughs> encourage people. Write your own reviews. Write yeah. reviews because you loved it. I was insanely disappointed. But the great thing about Vegas Mate and all these reviews is if all of us share our experiences, for one, it entertains me. And to be honest, I entertain you for close to an hour every week. I think you owe me this. Wait, <laughs> but you entertain secondly, me? No, well, no. Oh, them. People in general. Yeah, yes. he doesn't entertain me for that long. You <laughs> <laughs> But secondly... That's where the true information comes from. 
is you review it and I review well, it and Rob reviews it and everybody yeah. reviews it and then we eventually get the real story. So so the funny thing with Brand is um, I think you'd agree with me that the wait or, and, and oh, with Rob that the wait staff was amazing. awesome. Amazing. So again, our the first meal that we ordered was so disappointing. What they brought out afterwards was so much better. Yeah. So I agree. I didn't have Wagyu there either. So I, don't know what <laughs> I, I think people are going to start to know you as Karen Wagyu. <laughs> I, I would not. Yay, that means I get to order it every time. Right. <laughs> like, Mark, I have a reputation to uphold. Like, this is bullshit. <laughs> Regular beef? Come on. Right. There's Wagyu. I'm Karen Wagyu, but fuck. <laughs> I'm the idiot that coined this. I'm going to be Karen W. And it doesn't <laughs> stand for our last name. Damn it. It's even worse now. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so let's move on to the Twit Pick of the Week. There was no way a picture of the Las Vegas club was not going to win this week. Somebody's got a heart on. The, <laughs> not for this property. Thankfully. <laughs> no, but for what's happened to it. Well, yeah. Thankfully, at Plaza Las Vegas, shared a picture minus the monstrosity that resides at the end of Fremont now ruining the view. Never has an 85-year-old property been lamented by so few upon the announcement of her closing. It's almost as if there was a collective sigh that she was finally being put out of her misery. Delivered into more capable hands for reincarnation as a property people they actually want to spend time in. My most fitting memory of the Las Vegas Club has to be 360 Vegas Vacation, the original. We were at the D looking for a craps game, but alas, there were none at the end. So the idea came to me, let's go down to the Las Vegas Club. That place is always dead. And it was. That allowed us to take over whatever table game we wanted to, and we had a blast we doing it. We took over several. We did, yes. So at that time, she was metaphorically dead. Now, she actually is. Retired to a farm where casinos can run free and play with other casinos like the Mint, the Stardust, and the Riviera. Oh, <laughs> so dramatic. And if you guys could so see him right now. Oh. He's so proud of himself and jumping around like a be little school girl. Between reviews and picks of the week, <laughs> these are my favorite things to write, like, ever. Because they're so ridiculous. But that's what's fun about them. <laughs> I'm just sitting here listening going, oh, my God. But really? that's what's fun about it. What am I going to describe the picture? Who's the picture? If you look at him this angle, like, who gives a shit? Let's get grandiose. See, anytime I do the voice now, you do it all the time. So. You've okay. ruined me. I, no, I had nothing to do with that. Nope. As always, we will link to it on our blog and feature it on all the social media outlets such as Flickr, Pinterest, Facebook, Google+, and Twitter. Let's move on to the news. First up, more information on the Las Vegas Club deal details. Once the deal was official, it didn't take long for the details to come out. First, the brothers Stevens purchased the building and the land for $40 million according to Clark County Records. Oh, wait, they own the land? They do own the land. Well, I mean, you're not going to... Usually, that, that's how, how deals like that go. Otherwise, you're paying rent to somebody else. Nobody wants to do that. Yeah, but the fact they own that land, that price seems way more reasonable. Well, you're right. They could just knock it down and make yeah. whatever they want. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. I'm sorry. I'll try not to interrupt. No, you're good. Uh, come on. It's commentary. That's what everybody says they love about the show is when we have quality just commentary. the fact that they, they have that land right there in the corner. Yeah. Oh, the opportunities are endless. Yeah. What do you hear some other information? Ooh, I can't wait. 
they do not own the name Las Vegas Club, the players' database, or the gaming assets. But assets? Ass- uh, thank you. I was I was like I need to fix that. <laughs> assets. Okay. Assets. They don't own any of the table games, any of the slots. They don't own any of that shit. But let's consider a few things here. Tamaris Group still owns the Plaza, so I don't think anyone thought that they were going to get the player's database, because clearly Plaza wants that. They don't want to sell that. Secondly, consider that the Stevens Group, which is what I'm now calling them, the Stevens Group. I thought you, that was the Stevens Brothers. Well, no, I, I, I referred like to Mother's them. Brothers. Uh, no. no, the Stevens Brothers. No, it's the Stevens Group. No, I like it better. Stevens Group is what I'm not going to call Brother them. Brother Stevens. No, I like the Brother Stevens better. Okay. Oh, uh, I like it better. Right. <laughs> anyway... Uh, it's not the, a group. It's two people. It's not a group. It's a duo. Stevens duo. <laughs> <laughs> to be decided later. A group We're going is with more the group than two. Because I wrote it here, and I'm not going to rethink it it's as a duo. I'm Every time you go, like, maybe duo. later. Shut up. Duo. Shut up. <laughs> they, they think about this. First of all, the Stevens Group purchased all the gaming equipment from the Riviera, so they oh, don't really, really need what LVC had. Oh, I didn't realize they had all that. Yeah. Right? So yeah, they don't. They don't really. Not to mention. If you're going to rebrand the property, you didn't buy the name. Why bother? Now you have old equipment that you need to refinish anyway. Just get new equipment. Yeah. Yeah. So, and then lastly, I can't say that it's surprising that they didn't buy the name, but it was fun to imagine what they would have done with such a name. Yeah. On the flip side, it's Derek. I criticized the name, the D originally, and a little I'm bit. so wrong. A little bit. So now at this point, I'm like, <laughs> I just can't wait to see what you're going to do. I just can't wait to see it. Uh, you know, the Las Vegas Club, the name itself has a lot of possibilities, but... How much would you have had to have spent to do that? Yeah, it, and I think that de-theming it is going to be bad enough to separate it from the club, because it's... it. And I don't think I ever realized the outside of it looks like a, a baseball stadium or something with the stagnant that, seats that or whatever. Area, yeah, yeah. it's just... I'm... Yeah... Yeah. They're going to come up with something really creative, and I can't wait to see what yep. it is. Now, Derek was quoted as saying, quote. Quoted as saying, quote? Yes. Yeah. He actually said the quote part, too. <laughs> <laughs> I believe that if you have a significant transformation, you need to have a different name to create a different brand, unquote. Something exciting we learned is that the Stevens Group is, Duo. Now, no, is, Duo. is no longer majority owners of Golden Gate. Vital Vegas reports that they now own... All of it. Which brings the dream of linking the D, Golden Gate, and now whatever the hell Las Vegas Club becomes as the one player's club card closer to a reality. You can use it three properties? Three downtown? awesome properties. <gasps> All right. Vegas Inc. reported that the Stevens Group almost purchased the Las Vegas Club five years ago, but the deal never materialized. Well, it was probably good. Let it run it into the ground, close the hotel, and then you can buy it for a hell of a lot cheaper than what you could have before. Their interest returned. Their interest returned when it was announced that the Tamaris Group wanted to lease out space to a drugstore that would sell packaged booze. Oh, come on. After well, you knew this. CVS was the rumored tenant that would well, then come yeah, in. But- why would you put a CVS down on the corner of the strip? Because Tamaris can charge them rent and make money. It ain't like Las Vegas Club was making any money. Well, no, but again, better for all the consumers and everybody else to sell the property? After voicing his opposition, didn't dissuade the Tamaris group, the idea of purchasing the place began to be discussed again. So that brings us to now. The property officially closed forever Wednesday night, August 19th, after 85 years of continuous operation. 
The relatively new gift shop will remain open, but only for another two weeks to a month. The hotel closed more than two years ago, so they don't have to worry about that. The sale of the Las Vegas Club completes a 10-year decimation of the portfolio the Tamaris Group acquired in 2005. <laughs> the Plaza, Las Vegas Club, Western, and Gold Spike were all purchased from Vegas legend and former El Cortez owner Jackie Gone. A brief recap. They closed the plaza in 2010 and renovated it with all the materials intended for the Fountain Blue and reopened it in 2011. So basically, hold on. So the one the one property that they have renovated, they got all the materials on a fire sale from something that's supposed to be really upscale. I feel I feel like I feel like you're you're you just you just summarized what I was going for. Oh, but sorry. You good? <laughs> She she's on to something here, folks. Let's I, pretend. I'm just saying that that one seems like the just, most just obvious. Just in case, to me. just in case you don't know. <laughs> I haven't read ahead. I swear to God. Just in case you don't realize where I'm going to end up, that's where I was going to end okay. up. But let's let's move on. Sorry. In 2012, they closed the Western Casino on the far east of Fremont. Thank God. I know no one lamented that. They sold the Gold Strike in 2013 to Tony Shea, who closed the casino and turned it into a hotel-slash-apartment complex. Which was an interesting choice. And that brings us to today. They get rid of the Las Vegas Club, and now they own the plaza. And so this is where I should have said, wait, hold on. (laughs) They renovated the plaza with stuff intended for a high-end place that they got at a discount because it went into foreclosure. I'm just going to leave that in because I'm not cutting and replacing. No, that's fine. (laughs) That's how lazy I've gotten. Lazy. But I, it's not lazy. It, I Honestly, I think what I said fit better up You're front, good. but, you know, it's all right. <laughs> Go ahead. Whatever. So what does the future hold? Derek said that it will take a few months to evaluate what they have before they can even begin the thought process regarding design and theming. However, he said his best guess would be, and this is what I love Wait, about no, hold on. Man. So wait, before, before you do this, because they asked him, do you have plans? Well, we're not really sure. We have to get in there and see what they have. See what's like, going on. Yes, but what are your plans? Yeah. So he said. He says, my best guess would be, this isn't a quote, by the way. I'm just, I'm just paraphrasing here. Part of it would be demolished. Part would be renovated. And there will be some new <laughs> distru- construction. So, so again, what do you want to do? We're not sure yet. Yeah, but what do you want to do? I love it. It's so brilliant. Way to answer a question without <laughs> answering it in any way, shape, but he's or form. Like, I gave you the answer. You didn't like it? All yeah. right, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to do some stuff, and then some stuff's going to happen, and then some other stuff's going to happen. It's either going to be demo, <laughs> renovation, so or new construction. <laughs> Probably all three in some way, some way, shape, or form, but I know, know, clearly, if I don't have, as as I discussed in our Twitpick monologue, if I don't have any significant emotional ties to Las Vegas Club, there's no fucking way that you do. But do you have any other memories or thoughts of the Las Vegas Club? Nope. Yeah. Just I'm I'm excited to see what they're gonna do with it. I agree. Because again, I remember Fitzgerald's I'm gonna as a shithole that you would never step foot in, like so bad. I, I think so I, I went in there bad. once or twice, but so bad that it was like like we would think, oh, we're gonna Las Vegas Club. That'll at least be dead. We wouldn't go to Fitzgerald because like, I'm not going to Fitzgerald because that's disgusting. And I want to be clear. I don't go to the D now because, you know, I love Derek and Nicole and all that. No, it, it has nothing to do with that. <laughs> On the flip, it's we love them because of what they did. <laughs> well, and they're cool. It, it's all kind of mixed in, but it's a fun place. It's a safe place. It's got great limits. It has great staff. I mean, at the gaming tables, the bars, every place, the rooms it's are It's what nice. Vegas should be and what it was. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah, they've done a phenomenal job. So yeah. I'm ex- that's why I'm excited to see what they're going to do with that. And we haven't stayed at Lady Luck, which. Well, not, not Lady Luck at Golden Gate. Oh, right. We almost why, did. Why do I keep saying that? I don't know. We I almost know. did, but unfortunately, you couldn't join us for Vegas Vacation 2 oh, because we yeah, had it we that scheduled. And then we, we canceled it because I'm like, what's the point of staying in a new property if I don't, I don't have it to enjoy with you? I so hate that I'm in this thing right now. Oh, it's almost like. Sweetie, I have two more weeks. The management in China. Well, no, 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 no. Two more weeks till the management presentation. It's like the big, like, okay, to the big pain in the ass stuff, it's all downhill from there. Yeah. All right, moving on, let's talk about the My Vegas Online Redemptions. This is, this is promising. Uh-oh. Other than the continued reduction in benefits, the most disappointing aspect of My Vegas Rewards was that you were required to call to redeem them. Not anymore. VegasFanboy.com is reporting that you can now redeem your rewards online. Hmm. Like in the past, you'll get an email after you purchase your reward. But now you can log into MLife. You'll get access to a reward calendar with the available dates for redemption. You can even purchase additional dates onto your stay at the property after your comp rewards expire. Oh, nice. Right? Two negatives. You can't see the available date calendar until after you've purchased the rewards. However, word is that they are working on fixing that. Important. And the online system is currently only available for room rewards. You can't get any of your shows or anything yet. Well, you have to think that for I, I'm one. A, okay, start with the rooms because you that's have to the think it's thing. probably the most important thing is the well, rooms. Yeah, because if you we ran into that with Monte Carlo because we did a comp there and then trying to coordinate getting the room. We had to, we had to move to another fucking room because yeah, of it. It's yeah, it's kind of annoying. So if you can do it all in one shot, that's huge. But you have to think like this is probably the perfect thing for them to do. It's got to be the most redeemed thing is is comp rooms. So if yeah. that's super popular, then you just start rolling out the rest of them. Yeah, I mean you start with the biggest one, and honestly, the one that's the biggest impact for your customers. Because, again, booking a room and then not having the reservations yeah. match up, so you have to room is a total pain, Huge pain, pain in the ass. In the so ass, if you can yeah. actually work it out. So yeah, I'm going to be comp this night and yeah. then can stay in the same room and yes. it all ties in together. Well, and on top of that, like, think about this. Like, it started to work itself out to the situation where we would stay at a property for that comp. Mm-hmm. There, like, you wouldn't stay any longer because it's just a pain in the ass. You might as well go somewhere else. Right. Now it just makes sense. If you're only going to give us one night. Yep. Like, they used to at one point at least give you two. If you're only going to give us one night, just let me tack on a longer stay. It just uh, give yeah. me the one free one, and I'll stay the rest of the time Honestly, there. Honestly, even if I just want one other night, if you're coming in for a anything, long weekend or something, anything. or just I a, totally agree two nights. That. I mean, most people, uh, granted, we're a little different. But a lot of folks go to Vegas for two to three nights at max. Right. If you can work a comp into a stay and I not agree. have to change, come on. One free night. This this is big. If they actually make this happen and it all works out, that's huge. Yeah. Now, one other little item of note, a little insider info from the fanboy himself, specifically Uh-oh. to 360 Vegas. You need to be sure that the email that you use to sign up for My Vegas is the same that you use for your MLife account. Otherwise, the MLife system won't recognize the redemption link. Oh. Fortunately, you can relatively simply change your My Vegas email address to match your MLife one. Relatively simply? Relatively simply. All right. It requires effort is what it boils down to. <laughs> you can't just go click, click. Like, uh, I got to change email, change it. Uh, but it's still, re- this, is a, this is a win. Um, that's a problem for me because I don't think mine are linked. But we'll see. Wouldn't take long is the point. Right. Yeah. This a win. This a big win. It is. No, I'm like I said, I'm excited about it. Yep. This will be good if it goes. 
Next is Ka's new free attraction. You're going to love this. I'm excited about it. I'm excited Really? I might actually get you to go see Ka. Well, we've already talked about that. Someone just had to die for me to go see Ka. Uh, I, I, listen, I, so sad. in all seriousness, I'm not proud of the idea that my I needed someone to die for me to go, oh my God, this is really impressive. It's really death-defying. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it I is. Need, I'm not proud of it. And I'm not going to see someone die. I'm not that fucking morbid piece of shit. Yeah, you have not in the back it. of your mind. You're like, I just now fully respect. I fully, re uh, that would hor that would terrify. I would never go see Cirque again. Like, oh my God, people could die? <laughs> That w I would scar me. Well, yes, they can. They have. Okay, but my point is if if I were at Beatles Love for the 800,000th time and someone died, I'm like, I can't ever see the show again. I should watch someone die. It would fuck me up. Yeah, what? Okay, so watching someone die would be a different. Yeah. Yeah, all right. I'm I, just saying I respect. I, I can be there with you. You had sold me on this hardcore, and this thing was like, I told you, this shit. is of... Before I saw Love, this was my favorite Cirque show I'd ever seen. I'm excited. I want to see it. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. It, yeah. it was amazing. The stuff that they did, I'm like, holy shit, that should not be happening. Yeah. We've talked about a Beatles behind the scene, which we have to pay for. Here's one you don't. Really? Yes. Starting this week, Cirque's Ka at MGM is offering a free behind the scenes tour of their production. The open house, as they are calling it, is every Tuesday at 11 a.m. and again at 11.30 a.m. The tour lasts 20 to 30 minutes. Vital Vegas reports that it takes you through the lobby, the theater, complete with demonstration of the moving stage and even backstage. Moving stage. There is That's no so misleading. There is no time frame for how long this open house will be available, except to say for the foreseeable future. So um, I appreciate the fact that it's free. But if you're sitting in the audience, like in the uh, audience, the performance area, like where the audience would be sitting and you're just watching moving stage, I have no, no need to go see this. It's pretty, see it to be honest show. with you, uh, Vital Vegas did a video and shared it online and it, and it was interesting. But I, I, at some point you're like, all right, so it rotates. I'm it's, sure it, it does not sell what it does. So the, fu the funny thing is when you see it and the fact that you saw that first, I just remember the first time you see it and the stage, you know, you have to think of the progression of the show and I don't want to give anything away. So spoiler alert, but progression of the show, the stage sort of spins and then through the show, it moves in weird directions. And eventually through the show, the stage goes vertical and then starts spinning. Well, actually to, like, in, in the video that they showed, it was literally just showing the stage spinning. So I think even Ka was, a, was aware, like, we're not spoiling anything. Watch this. Watch it go up. See how it moves? Wait, see so how it, moves. it just sort of lifted up and You just see spin? it go up. It has a slight angle to it, and then you just watch it rotate okay. for a while. All right, so well. they don't they don't spoil it for you, but they're like, do you see what we do with this? It does a lot more it, than It's that. one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. Yeah. If you've never, I, uh, I really, and I'm just so afraid that I've told you it's so awesome, you'd be like, you're stupid. The fact that there's a cohesive storyline to me, well, well I, I'm, I'm interested to see how Cirque elements will, will fold into a cohesive storyline. Because one of the things that has always annoyed me is like going, oh, really, we have to bend ourselves in half to fucking say that? Oh, that's fantastic. I understand <laughs> how that works. And and I, uh, in, in my worst dreams, Karen, I'm killing one of the fucking freaky-ass motherfucking clowns in those goddamn Cirque shows. Yeah. With so, my bare hands. Yeah. I, I can't horrify. I can't disagree. Oh my with god! You. I saw. So, oh my god! I completely forgot about this. This uh -oh. just came to me. Uh -oh. So I saw a picture. There was some. I don't know if it was a story or behind the scenes or something about Miss Stare. 
who has a fucked up, fat, crazy, goofy clown in it that Which we've never seen. Literally lived up to every nightmare I've ever had. Like, and this was in broad daylight. Like, it wasn't even like there was like, oh, he's doing one of these little poses things. Like, oh my god, ever I have to kill you for fear you will kill me if I don't do it first. <laughs> and I don't disagree. The makeup can be over the top sometimes. I, I just, yeah. I, I, I know, and I don't want to say to me. There's more. nothing. There's nothing on on this earth or beyond that could ever get me to see Mister after seeing that. Will never, ever happen. I'm not going to ask you to go see any Cirque show except Cot. That's the only one. Horrifying. I know. I'm sorry. Horrifying. Okay. How about we move on? And let's talk about the Lavo Casino Club. Ooh. Half interesting, half posh, half douche. Hmm. Yeah. It's being reported that this September, Lavo plans to open Lavo Casino Club on the second level of the space. It is essentially gambling in a nightclub. Ooh. The new venue will have blackjack, craps, and roulette, as well as signature Italian food from the restaurant and cocktails served to the gaming tables via butler's cart. Nice. Right? That is really cool. And like any nightclub, there will be a DJ, dance floor, VIP bottle service, and flat screen TVs tuned to sports. My only concern is it'll be harder for us regular folks to get in. If I didn't have to waste 45 minutes to an hour and a half to get in just to gamble, it'd be interesting. Like, if it were one of those things where I could be like, going, I just want to gamble, like, go in. Fucking yes. Yeah. I want to eat and gamble. No, there's no way. Won't ever or, or, or I even have to pay to get in here and be like, oh, I'm sorry, you want me to pay you to lose money for the privilege to lose money well Go and that's the yourself. thing yeah once it, the yeah. gambling's in there to pay to get in nah that's yeah, it's ludicrous thing. but I still think it is a cool idea if only you already have the douches in there Give them a place to gamble. I, just, I still want to be able to, to go to Lava and get my carbonara. Well, that's why there's a second level. It's the second level. This all just, happens. It's not going to prevent. It's not going to prevent people like us who have the means to spend money on something well, like and that. Well, we'll also eat way earlier than most of the douches come out to go upstairs. So well, that's 11:30, Karen. Yeah, <laughs> that, we're normally that, way that's the, done yeah, that's by right. dinner. <laughs> we're, do, we're doing what most people who go to oh. Vegas do. They're already drunk and gambling. I'm usually in bed or gambling at that point. <laughs> gambling or in bed. Yeah. Mostly in bed. <laughs> All right, that's it for the news. We do have some prop bets. For those of you, and who could be by now that are unfamiliar. That's your new. That's your only excuse. <laughs> oh, and if you're new listening to this, I'm so sorry. Enjoy. Prop bets is an extension of the news, but with just bits and pieces of noteworthy items. First up, Vital Vegas is reporting that an estimated 10,000 people attended each of the six shows of the Kabuki Live in the fountains of Bellagio. You have to think this means that they'll do more of this if you're going to draw that kind of a crowd, unless, unless they didn't make any fucking money from it, because well, then who it gives was a all shit? free, right? Well, right, the show was, but okay. the idea with any of the free shows is that you'll eventually draw people into you. Yeah. The Professional Bull Riders Association signed a multi-year deal with MGM's new arena, anchoring the park complex to host their world finals. Previously. It was held at the Thomas and Mack Center. Probably the number one thing that has always concerned me about creating such a, a formidable venue is that you're now fucking over your college. So Thomas and Mack is associated with the the, the UNLV. That that mm -hmm. was the biggest arena in the city until this new thing was built. But the thing with the city is they'll get more tax revenue coming out of MGM than they would the university. Now it's going to hurt the university. I actually hope. But this is this is this is dreamy. 
I actually hope <laughs> that UNLV just starts playing at that new arena. And the school makes money from the revenue of that. I, I don't think they will because I think they want a very different crowd attending. Yeah. They want locals and students and a few other folks. They don't want the... But you don't. It, but now they're going to lose revenue. I mean, no, but how many... I, I get that, but how many of the Vegas gambler crazies go to a college basketball they, game they and do really want them there? They weren't, but all of the why major concerts, all the big concerts... Because okay, that, that was the I biggest understand. stadium. That all of them Major were going there. The now they're all going to go to this thing. But the university isn't going to win if they have this empty facility. That Now they're basketball players. They have to bust them down and hope they're safe on the strip. Come on. Yeah, okay, it's the strip I in guess. Vegas. Okay. I, I see what you're saying. It's not going to make the same kind of money, but it still diversifies itself to, to fit its means, I guess. Uh, yeah. You yeah. just... It's, it sucks for the university because they had the center of the place where folks went. Now, where big stuff was going. Everything else that's coming in will draw a bigger crowd. Yeah. You don't want the basketball games and everything else going there. Yeah. Next up, to no one's surprise, Pond Plaza announced that they will have a pizza place and a donut shop in their establishment. What is surprising is that they are both run by the people that brought you Secret Pizza at Cosmopolitan. They will be known as Pond Donut and Coffee and Inagata de Pizza. Never has donuts been so interesting. Like, you know, pizza, like, well, geez, it's secret pizza. It's going to be amazing. But, like, eh, you're going to do donuts? Don't don't push it. I know, it's right? It's like, on, on. just because you're really good at pizza doesn't, doesn't mean, mean you know how to do anything else. Totally different cooking <laughs> methods. Come on. But good for Pond Plaza. That, to me, is the most exciting thing. Like, holy shit, you're going to have epic pizza. Good for you. And the whole Pond Stars gang is going, yes, more right. money, more Fucking people coming score, in. Fucking score, big time. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. The Review Journal is reporting that SLS lost nearly $84 million in the first six months of, y of this year. Listen, I'm not proud of it, but SLS is its the first property that I almost want to fail. I, I just don't like. I don't like how cavalier and arrogant they were about, we know what's going on North Strip. We could create a brand here. And, and everybody who knew better, myself, Five Hundy, Dr. Dave, were like, what? What are we missing? What are we missing? And they opened them like on, oh, we're not missing anything. You're stupid. Got it. Got yeah, it. And, and I go back to whatever the steak place was that uh, Bizarre, was. bizarre steak. Yeah. Bizarre meat. Bizarre meat, whatever. The name is awful. Not oh, a way it's to, horrific. Not a way to bring people in. Yeah. I, I, I'm sure he had an awesome meal. I still haven't. Sounds like the so. birth of AIDS. I would not <laughs> have gone there. Um <laughs> No, no, I, I was thinking more of a dick with deformities, but um, not Jesus. Welcome to the show if you're new. Uh, and there's a part of this that I'm going to edit, and I'll tell you which part here in a second. Hmm. Surprising no one but the morons at Madame Tussauds, the new Nicki Minaj wax figure that came out this week is often being photographed with patrons of the museum simulating fucking it dogging style. And Why? Because she's on all fours. Duh. Who the fuck didn't see this coming? Who didn't see this coming? I didn't. So the first I heard of this was when it was a news store going, apparently they have to move this uh, figure of Nicki Minaj and Madame Tussauds because people are taking inappropriate pictures. I'm like, oh, that, wow, they have to move it because of it? Then they explained she was on all fours. So fucking stupid. So <sighs> dumb. 
so dumb. And the funny thing is, I bet you she doesn't care. She's oh, like, oh, I'm sure she doesn't. I'm sure she doesn't. But it's like, what pisses me off is that is that Madame Tussauds is like, well, I can't believe this is going on. I'm like, are you fucking shitting me? You created really? a figure really? of a woman that. with a huge ass what, what? that she flaunts. Hold on, hold no, on, hold on. That she flaunts regularly, and to her credit, nope. go get it, girl. Yeah. All happy with that? Anybody who has curves? I'm not a skinny little bitch myself, but, you know, anyone who has curves that want to flaunt them, go for it. She is awesome with it. But the fact that they put her on all fours, what the fuck did they think was going to happen? Karen, I'm going to one-up you. You could put the fucking Incredible Hulk on all fours, and people are going to simulate that they're fucking at doggy style. It doesn't matter. You only made it more appealing by putting an attractive woman on all fours. You're fucking retarded. Anyone on all fours and us as people... I would, I would simulate that I'm fucking it. It's on all fours, Karen. It's on all fours. <laughs> and it's a wax, wax figure. You You're begging well. me to do it. Go ahead. You're begging me to do and it. And I honestly wouldn't give you a hard time if you did. I, like, I would encourage the shit out of you fours. to do it. Like, get it. No, no, you got to do it too. You got to do it too. I get a little belt with a strap on. And <laughs> so like, hey. Whatever works. <laughs> As part of the fashion show mall expansion, Sugar Factory is opening their largest location ever two levels and nearly 16,000 square feet. They plan to open early in 2016. I don't get it. Okay, moving on. Yeah. Battle Vegas reports flipping good burgers and shakes brought to you by the people behind Triple George Grill is finally just about ready. <laughs> <laughs> You'll find them in the spaces formerly occupied by Uncle Joe's Pizza and Kebab Corner. And lastly, at Alaska Gal 1 is reporting that Link will once again have a poker room slash area, because it's not really a room, starting Monday, August 24th. And she knows that how? She's a big poker fan. She's a huge poker fan. All right. All right. Done with the news and prop bets. Let's go into coming attractions. Attractions is a portion of the show where we share with you acts and artists outside of the usual residencies that will be performing in Vegas in the future. I'm so excited to hear you do this one. Oh, Jesus. Thank you. (laughs) Compose yourself. It's good. Don't ruin this joke. Don't you ruin it. Don't you ruin it. All right. Wait for it. Marley Baby Factory, also known as Lauren Hill, <laughs> is performing at Brooklyn Bowl in the Link Promenade on Friday, September 18th. Shows start at 8 p.m. Tickets start at 55 in advance, 60 the day of the show. What a genius gone lunatic. Ugh, so disappointing. Old school block party featuring oh, shit. MC Here we go. Ha- Mark Mark has a hard on right featuring now. Featuring my high school. <laughs> My no. high school musical your experience. High school musical experience. Thank you, there thank you. you. Not, not your high school, because you did not. Well, go I didn't go to school with any of these people yet. yet. Featuring MC Hammer, En Vogue, Bismarck E, Slick Rick, Sir Mix-a-Lot, Tone Loke, Digital Underground, Two Live Crew, JJ Fad, and Young MC are performing at the Axis at Planet Hollywood Saturday, September 19th. Show starts at 7.30 p.m. Tickets start at $58. Let me, let me rephrase that. Hold on, hold on. My adolescence. This is my adolescence. I, this wasn't all my high school. <laughs> so the sad thing is, 
There's only one artist I don't know. Who's that? JJ Fad. Supersonic. Supersonic. Okay. Um, and there's one artist that I know the name, but I can't think of a song. Is that correct? Yeah. I'm blanking. Yeah, exactly. All right. <laughs> I know Slick Wick, but I'm completely blanking on, uh, on I, like, I can hear the song in my head, but I couldn't tell you the name of it is the problem. But, but you can't sing it? That's it. That's all I know. <laughs> which was then stolen to do This Is How We Do It. <laughs> that that beat is originally Slick Rick's song. Really? Yes. That's Slick Rick's hmm. song. Yeah. Interesting. Kind of sad that you know that. <laughs> um, and next, Janet Jackson is performing at the Axis at Planet Hollywood Friday and Saturday, October 9th and 10th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at 81 bucks. Enrique Iglesias is performing at the Coliseum at Caesars Palace Friday and Saturday, September 13th and 14th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $40. And Seether is performing at the House of Blues at Mandalay Bay on Tuesday, October 20th. Show starts at 6.30. Tickets start at 43 bucks. The iHeartRadio Music Festival featuring Coldplay, The Who, Jason Derulo, Demi Lovato, Duran Duran, The Killers, and more are performing at the MGM Grand Garden Arena Friday, September 18th. Show starts at 7 p.m. Tickets start at 180. And the Our Heart Music Festival is continuing, featuring Janet Jackson, Fall Out Boy, Nick Jonas, Tovlo, and more. And they're performing at the MGM Garden Grand Arena on Saturday, September 19th. Show starts at 7 p.m. Tickets, again, start at 180. It's the Grand Garden Arena, but you got it. Daughtry is performing at the Downtown Las Vegas Event Center Saturday, October 17th. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $43. Don't forget, you can find links to purchase tickets to these and all the artists we report on our coming attractions calendar on the blog. Let's move on to playing Vegas. Playing Vegas is the part of the show where we share with you touring acts and artists performing in the next week in Vegas. On Monday, the dive-in movie double hever, hever? Hever. <laughs> Just keep going, I'm not cutting it. <laughs> uh, alcohol. Double header at the Boulevard Pool Cosmopolitan is Hotel Transylvania and Paranorma. Show starts at 7 p.m. Admission is free to guests staying in the property and five bucks for everyone else. I actually think Spellcheck fixed that. It's supposed to be Paranorman. That's my bad. I didn't catch that. Well, we don't know it. I don't know we haven't seen any of these movies. I just happen to remember like, that I thought it, I thought I it was a play. I was like, oh, it's kind of a cute nice. play on words, but I don't really care. Thursday, Family Movie Night at Container Park is featuring The Dark Knight Rises. Show starts at 7.30 p.m. Admission is free. And Jill Scott is performing at Brooklyn Bowl in the Link Promenade. Show starts at 8 p.m. Tickets start at $46. And on Friday, Slipknot is performing at the MGM Resorts Village. Show starts at 6 p.m. Admission is 52 bucks. And Ariana Grande is at Mandalay Bay. Show starts at 9:30 p.m. Tickets start at 54 bucks. It's so funny you say that. Like Sorry, it, it's I, I, no, no, no. It's I, funny because uh, if you could have flipped these, say it couldn't be five years ago. Let's say three years ago, right? Ariana Grande broke. Three years ago? I have no idea. Two years ago? Whatever. The The point is, I didn't really give a shit about Slipknot, and I was um, infatuated with Ariana Grande. Now I'm like, I can't stand her, and I love Slipknot. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I've never... 
It's just a little side. I, I heard her music and it's a little side commentary. Then you, you know, he's, all right, I'll shut up. She got equally, equally crazy like Mariah Carey. You're like, wow. No, she okay. very attracted and interesting. Uh, attracted, attractive and interesting. And then it only takes a slight period of time to get to know her. Be like, what a fucking so, psycho. So she is exactly like Mariah Carey in the fact that she has an amazing voice. Yes. She can totally sing. Yep. Um, she can't dance. She can't no. act. No. No. And she does the same little cutesy. Oh, I'm so cute and sweet oh, it's and adorable. So disgusting. Every fucking video you see her in, and you're like, I don't, Honey, I don't, yeah. I it just, I don't like oh, to judge people be- for for what it is they find attractive, but there's something about the defiling an innocent girl. I'm so innocent. Don't you want to have sex with me? Like, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. And when that's your only catch, I mean, come on, that's all she does. No, you're right. You're right. Oh, You're right. We need it. In our opinion. All right, that's it. Let's check the river. The First Amendment to the United States Constitution holds, among other aspects, the right to free speech. That speech might be verbal, written, or symbolic. You might express your displeasure of an elected official with a letter to the editor of your local newspaper. You might create a podcast as an outlet, or you could burn your draft card. Either way, the ability to share your thoughts and opinions is one of the most cherished fundamental rights we as Americans hold. But what if you're a business owner? Do you have the right to promote your company and advertise what it does as a First Amendment right? Are there limits to how you can express your company's First Amendment right? Well, obviously you can, after all, we spend about one-third of our time watching television commercials during any given program. But what if your business entails activities some consider immoral and a vice? Does that change your First Amendment commercial speech rights? But first, your delightful dose of legalese. This podcast is for entertainment purposes only and does not create an attorney-client relationship with any listener. In other words, although I am a lawyer, I am not your lawyer. If you need personalized gaming law advice, contact an attorney in your community. In the late 1800s, the Louisiana Lottery, known as the Serpent, was a legal lottery operation conducted in many states throughout the country. However, due to assorted scandals in the 1890s, state legislatures began passing laws making it illegal to sell tickets involving or advertising a lottery. As such, the states asked for and received help from Congress and President Benjamin Harrison. The federal government in Washington, D.C. quickly enacted what has now become known as the anti-lottery laws. These laws created bans on lotteries, the advertising of lotteries, and the using of postal service for lotteries. As technology evolved, the Communications Act of 1934 included the prohibiting of broadcasting any advertisement of or information concerning any lottery, gift enterprise, or similar scheme we should consider the similar scheme language to generally envelope casinos. Now, to be fair, the United States Supreme Court wasn't of much help either. In 1877, the case of Ex Parte Jackson involved an instance where Mr. Jackson was convicted of violating one of the anti-lottery laws when he placed a circular concerning a lottery offering prizes into the mail. He was in direct violation of the then Section 3894 of the Revised Statutes, which provided, quote, that no obscene, lewd, or lascivious book, pamphlet, picture, paper, print, 
or other publication of an indecent character or any article or thing designed or intended for the prevention of conception or procuring an abortion, nor any article or thing intended or adapted for any indecent or immoral use or nature, nor any written or printed card, circular, book, pamphlet, advertisement, or notice of any kind giving information directly or indirectly, where or how, or of whom or by what means, either of the things before mentioned may be obtained or made, nor any letter upon envelope of which or postal card upon which indecent or scurrilous epitaphs might be written or printed shall be carried in the mail, and any person who shall knowingly deposit or cause to be deposited for mailing or delivery any of the here and before mentioned articles or things shall be deemed guilty of a misdemeanor and on conviction thereof shall for every offense be fined not less than $100 nor more than $5,000 or imprisonment of hard labor not less than one year nor more than 10 years or both in the discretion of the judge. Can you tell that was written by a lawyer probably. The attorney for Mr. Jackson argued, while Congress has the power to establish post offices and postal roads, as expressly stated in Article 1, Section 8 of the United States Constitution, the attorney believed this addressed the logistics of how the mail should be delivered, the price per item or cost based on weight. The lawyer believed that Congress overstepped its authority to ban the content of the mail based on freedom of speech and freedom of the press. The justices rejected the argument. They reasoned that excluding various articles from the mail was not to interfere with the freedom of press or with any other rights of the people, but to refuse the postal service facilities for the distribution of matter deemed injurious to the public morals. They believed that what Congress meant was that the mail should not be used to transport such corrupting publications and articles, and anyone who attempts to use it for that purpose should be punished. The same prohibition has been extended to circulars concerning lotteries, institutions which are, quote, supposed to have a demoralizing influence upon the people, unquote. Using the ex parte Jackson case as its guide, in 1892, the United States Supreme Court in the court case of in Ray Rapier and In Ray Dupre, the court considers the petitions made by Mr. Rapier and Mr. Dupre when the two are convicted, one in Alabama, the other in Louisiana. Mr. Rapier was convicted for mailing newspapers containing an advertisement for the Louisiana lottery, while it was Mr. Dupre who was convicted for mailing a letter concerning the Louisiana lottery. This was another challenge to the anti-lottery laws put into effect at the end of the 19th century. Now, the fascinating part about Mr. Rapier's constitutional argument was his contention that the First Amendment free speech and freedom of the press provisions were being infringed when newspapers were not allowed to print advertisements related to the Louisiana lottery. His argument was that when Congress banned the use of the mail for lottery advertising, they were thus infringing upon the newspapers and their ability to print what they saw fit. If the newspapers can't print advertisements, it must be a First Amendment violation. Not so, said the justices. They reasoned that the operation of a lottery is not a fundamental right, therefore, no constitutional rights are abridged. Further, they go on to say that the circulation of newspapers is not being prohibited, but that the government is simply declining to become an agent in the circulation of printed matter which it regards as injurious to the people. 
The freedom of communication is not abridged within the intent and meaning of the constitutional provision unless Congress is absolutely without any discretion as to what shall or shall not be carried in the mails. Congress is not compelled to assist in the dissemination of matters condemned by Congress's judgment through the governmental agencies which it controls. So what does this mean? The Supreme Court is saying that Congress is not keeping a newspaper from running ads for the lottery, but if the newspaper so chooses to run said ad, it can't mail that newspaper via the United States Postal Service. And remember, this was well before the days of UPS and Federal Express. So once again, the court rules that it is okay for Congress to forbid using the Postal Service to mail newspapers or letters that deal with the lottery. Now this stays essentially the norm for the next 100 years. During this time, with the invention of radio and television, both modes of broadcasting are added to the statute prohibiting the dissemination of lottery games, bingo, slot parlors, and now casinos. Not only could you not use the United States mail system, but radio and television were off limits as well. In 1993, the highest court of the land once again accepted a legal challenge related to lottery advertising in a case titled the United States versus Edge Broadcasting Company. At issue, whether it is within the confines of the First Amendment when federal statutes prohibit the broadcast of lottery advertisements by a broadcaster licensed in a state that does not allow lotteries versus allowing such broadcasting by a broadcaster who is licensed in a state that does sponsor a lottery. So here's what's going on. In 1975, Congress amended the statutory scheme to allow newspapers and broadcasters to advertise state-run lotteries if the newspaper is published in or the broadcast station is licensed to a state which conducts a state-run lottery. This exception to the rule was enacted to accommodate the operation of legally authorized state-run lotteries consistent with continued federal protection of the policies of non-lottery states. Essentially, if a state had legalized a lottery, then the newspaper, radio, and television stations could legally advertise it. The Edge Broadcasting System, our defendants, owned and operated a radio station licensed by the Federal Communications Commission, FCC, in Elizabeth City, North Carolina. The station, known as Power 94, broadcasts from Mayock, North Carolina, which is approximately three miles from the border separating Virginia from North Carolina and is considerably closer to Virginia than it is to Elizabeth City, North Carolina, the location of the license owner. During this time, Virginia did, but North Carolina did not, have a state-run lottery. Now, Power 94 was one of 24 radio stations serving the Hampton Roads, Virginia metropolitan area and the city's residents made up 92% of the defendant's radio listening audience. A mere 8% of the listening audience resided in North Carolina, the home of the FCC-licensed Edge Broadcasting Company. Because Edge is licensed to serve a North Carolina community and North Carolina did not have a state-run lottery, the federal statute prohibited them from broadcasting advertisements for the Virginia lottery. But Edge derives 95% of its advertising revenue from Virginia sources and claims that it had lost large sums of money from its inability to carry Virginia lottery advertisements. If North Carolina would have had a state-run lottery, well then Edge Broadcasting could have certainly run Virginia and or North Carolina lottery commercials all it had wanted. But because North Carolina didn't, the station was prohibited from broadcasting in Virginia. 
the defendant contended that this inability to play these commercials over the airwaves was an infringement on their First Amendment free speech and free press. So what do you think? Does the Edge Broadcasting Company have a legitimate First Amendment argument to be made, especially when 92% of the listener base is in an adjacent state? If it's legal for Virginians to play the lottery and 92% of Power 94's listener base comes from Virginia, shouldn't the radio station be allowed to broadcast the Virginia lottery commercials? After all, radio waves don't stop when they reach a state's border. Or do you agree with the government? that North Carolina is the state in which the FCC license was issued and, as such, should be accountable to the North Carolina state laws? Does it make a difference that 95% of the North Carolina radio station derives its advertising dollar from Virginia companies looking to get the business of Virginia listeners? We'll tell you the outcome of the court case on the next 360 Legal Lounge. Thank you for listening to 360 Legal Lounge. If you have topic ideas, legal gaming questions, or just want to give us feedback, Please look us up on Twitter or at 360LegalLounge or drop us an email to 360LegalLounge at gmail.com or check out the Vice Lounge Online website at viceloungeonline.com. I'm Tony Snyder, and we'll talk to you next time. This is why I love law. Please tell me that, like, the next week you're going to play this because I'll, I'll listen. I want to hear the outcome <laughs> on I never listen. I love these. It is the subtle <laughs> intricacies of law that I think you and I love so much because it's the tiniest, it's the verbiage. I'm sorry, it was so funny. So important. I have to say, hold on, it was so funny when he's reading through all this shit. I'm like, oh my god, a fucking lawyer wrote this one. He goes, it's so. And is it not surprising <laughs> that a lawyer wrote this? I'm I like, had a joke about that. That that <laughs> basically, if you receive mail, you're in violation of the law. Is what it boils down to. No, <laughs> wasn't that just the language, the way it was written? It's and it, it's ridiculous how. Yeah, I. It's so. I will say good. this: I work with some lawyers that are my best friends because they keep me out of jail and out of court, I which I appreciate. Adore law. I adore legal lounge. It's the subtle intricacy. Like like you hear things like that, and you're like. It's all this mumble jumble. Like, no, no, no. They have argued no, that a word. For that it. tiny yeah. word. They've yeah. argued what that word means, and it's very important that that word. What? Oh, it's Why else so do you think good. President Clinton said? It depends on what your definition of the word is. Is, is. is right. <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, I still want to listen Love to next law. week. Love Legal Lounge. It's a oh. great question. Because he's think... in a state that doesn't have a lottery. It's, it's... Which. I, and I don't think you mentioned this, but the lotteries to begin with were so rigged it wasn't even funny, which oh, is yeah. why they put all the laws up against it, because they were just like, it was bad. It was so bad how rigged they were. Yeah. I also think Tony did that entire legal lounge with one breath. No. <laughs> no. There, there were at least three. I, I believe Tony is now, is now editing. And I think he's <laughs> editing pretty tight. <laughs> Love Love Legal Lounge. Love it so much. I do. You have to, you're going to have to tell me because I don't listen, but yeah. every time you, you post one on a. Yeah, I, I, I won't lie to you, listeners. As I get, you don't, you don't, you obviously don't get these things as soon as I get them. Shit, we still have any ups recorded with Matt that I haven't had the opportunity to share yet. Um, There's Lord. like one, maybe two left. Probably, I think just one, but. Uh, Maybe two. You, you don't you don't get them right away. I listen to every single legal lounge. There. <laughs> so they come in, you're like. Oh. I know the conclusion to all Wait, these things. Wait, how do we go? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't oh, know. I'm a freak. I'm a freak when it comes to that. I love legal lounge. God bless Tony. All right, so now we have some listener feedback. Yes. Oh, it's a twofer on the river. Twofer on the river. <laughs> That's how much we care about you. Why don't you share the first one, Karen? So the first one is is coming from Daryl Bird. Email. 
Make it clear. Email. We have lots of listener feedback this week. Some sorry, email, sorry. some other things. This one is coming from email. It's pretty amazing. It's from a listener, Daryl Bird. People he like says, it. I've been listening to the show for a couple of years now, and I never get tired of it. You folks, make my day. Keep it up. Maybe I'll see you in Vegas. Nice. Take care, Daryl. P.S. I'm really sad that I missed the butt cake show at Bellagio. I believe that's Bukaki show. <laughs> I, I don't I don't know what that is. It's I'm pretty positive it's Bukaki. What what the hell is a Bukaki show? That is that is a porn show in which the woman is doused in multiple samples of semen. I know far more about porn than so, I should. Well, so I also haven't been listening to your show, so I'm guessing that's a reference. <laughs> no, but it is now. <laughs> It's actually Howard Stern is is I believe the I, one who originally I, coined the phrase bukkake, but there is a very specific type of of bukkake porn because it it was I, I don't I don't want to know okay. I don't want to know enough. I don't want to know when you told me that's what it was I'm good I love you Daryl thank you I, I'm <laughs> horrified remember it's supposed to be kabuki he made bukkake that's that, come on that's a phenomenal joke okay well that that crosses. But when you said Bukaki, I had no idea what he was referring to at Bellagio. I'm like, why Why is that at What well, he does actually say Bellagio first. And then secondly. Um, no, he says Bukaki show first at, at the, Bellagio. the Bellagio. He doesn't say Bellagio first. Okay, so you read the word Bukaki. Well, you said butt cake. I, but you, <laughs> you read that and you completely disregarded the other words you said post that? Uh, no, I had no idea what it fucking meant. All right, next email, our buddy Prop Stu. It's formidable. I think we should break it up into Uh-oh. twos because he's top quality. I'm going to take the first one, if you, you. if you please. Thank you. Stu recently enjoyed two shows in Vegas right now, classic and, a, and some, some would, would say a new classic. But I, I trust Stu's points first. So we're going to start off with Jubilee. Why are people still going to see this show? The cast looked bored as hell, along with most of the audience. I could almost hear them thinking, why has my career come to this? While singing the dreary songs or speaking the infantile dialogue, the, quote, update removed the acrobatic sequences that filled in for the scene changes with banal song and dance routines. They mixed in with a bit of hip-hop, but given the average age of the sedated audience, well over 60, I think they misjudged. If you ever get the urge to see it out of some misguided vintage Vegas nostalgia trip, then fight it hard. Ouch. I know, right? Yes. You and I have thought about it. Luckily, you luckily. You were supposed to go see it with somebody. With uh, Matt. Remember, Matt and I yeah. were going to go see it, and we're going to mock it mercilessly, yeah. but uh, as happened every night, we just got drunk. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say I'm very grateful that Veronique, Voices is in there because I got the opportunity to experience that theater, the theater without yep. watching that awful show. Yeah, because I was never really into that show. I except was I was like, you were like, it's classic. You have to go see it. Like, we go. Come on. So glad wait. Oh did. my god! Did you just turn into like the? Uh, what did you just say? What did you just say? What's what? Wow. What? Check that voice, everybody. No. Yep. No. Um, the second half of his email. Talks about showstoppers. Just the new one at at win. At win. Six feature singers, three good, three just average, and a chorus of dancers who mimed their songs. The Steve Wynn voiceover at the beginning claimed these were all songs that literally stopped the show. Well, Steve must be going see now. What this is is songs from Steve's quote 
very safe and out of date, Broadway playlists come to life. A pleasant evening, but could have been much better with more imaginative, more recent, and varied set list. In context, these songs come to life because you invested a couple of hours in the characters in the show. <laughs> out of this context, this is just cabaret writ large. Oh, he's so British. I'm sure I totally screwed that up. Worked best in the numbers, which included the full cast of dancers, but there are so many good ensemble pieces that could have been used. Steve clearly has not been... <laughs> sorry. Steve clearly has not been to a new Broadway show in 25 years. Stuart. Oh, yikes. I value that man's a bit... <laughs> Minus his critique of the verbiage we use for prop bets. Uh, yeah. I um, value this man's opinion. Like I said, I, I knew I said it wrong, and I'm sorry, Stu. But wow. yeah, if he said he hasn't been to see a good Vegas show in 25 years, no, no, or, no, no, no Jesus Christ, show. no, he's a Broadway. Steve sorry. has Steve. clearly not seen a Broadway, a good right. Broadway show. Right. Not Steve, Stu. No. Steve Wynn. I know. I said he has not been to see a good. I said Vegas show. I meant Broadway show. God, drinks. Stop. It'll be funny when you go back and listen to the I'm going to save you from yourself right now, and we're just going to move on. <laughs> we got another email from John Williams. Yes, that John Williams. And he writes, Mark, if you could spend a weekend in Vegas with anyone who has co-hosted the show other than Karen, Uh-oh. who would it be and why? Uh-oh. Also, where would you stay? John. I'm going to totally cop out on this one. Totally cop out. Clearly, Matt... Because it's insanely expensive for him to get to Vegas and very rare. Wow. So I, I would want to go with Matt so I, I could get him to Vegas. I thought your cop was going to be Brian. Well, no, Brian can afford it. He's just a prick who won't do it. <laughs> I love him. Uh, I love him who he is. But it's insanely expensive for Matt to get to Vegas. Very rare for him to do it. So I would pick Matt for those reasons. Okay. Any of my co-hosts, to be honest. There's a reason you're on my show, and it's because I love you. Right. You'd be amazing That's to fine. hang out with. You picked one. Where are you staying? Oh, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> no. But pick who it would be and why and where care. would you stay. I, pick, I would pick not Pick your care. ideal place. Where do you want to stay? With well, Matt. If it's my ideal place, then it's Cosmopolitan, of course. Okay, but with Matt? That's where you want to stay? I don't care. I just said I don't care. You forced me to come up with, a, with an answer. I am trying to get you to answer John's email. And I and that was an answer. I don't know if you if you realize that you asked the question. My answer was I don't care. I would stay at Circus Circus with Matt. I, I would say if that would get him to Vegas. In the room with a condom on the floor, that wasn't yours. That's a side story. <laughs> and if you if you're not familiar with it, listen to all 177 episodes and it's figure in it there out. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Now, we do also want to say that he tweeted this week. Oh, I love that, it so much. And I have something. I have to tweet this back to him, and I didn't, but I know he's going to listen to this, and it's okay. So he went to the grocery store wearing his 360 Vegas shirt. And the Available cashier, at Zazzle.com slash 360 Vegas. <laughs> but the cashier said, hey, I listened to that podcast, too. That's amazing. So what I want to know is, John, if you had said, hey, do you know who John Williams is on the show? I know, show? Right? They would have been like, oh, my God, you're the John Williams. Right? He could have been like, he's yes, the John Williams. I am the John Williams. There, there, there's John Williams <laughs> that does all those bullshit scores for movies. <laughs> and then there's 360 Vegas John Williams. I know. Right? Oh, I, I totally wish he would have said that. That's I hope amazing. he did. 
and you should. If anyone ever says, I listen to the podcast too, John, you have to say, you ever heard them mention John Williams? And you, This guy. Like, yeah. This and guy like, right here. That would be me. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, we also have a few iTunes reviews we're going to go through. We do. I'm a little, a little behind. I always appreciate your patience on these. I always love to share them, whether you hate me or love me. But uh, I always prefer love. But either way, don't care. Always amusing. Why don't you share the first one? First one is from a true Vegas nut. He gave you five stars. It says, I appreciate Mark's enthusiasm for all things present and past Las Vegas. And and was in all caps. Mm. It has developed into one of my favorite podcasts at... S G R N field. Yeah, hold on. G- give him some respect here because I think that's his Twitter handle. So let's make sure we, we share that. At S G M F I E L D? No. At S G R N F I E L D. It's in small print. I apologize. It's in you're small that, print. You're the one that has perfect vision. I'm the one that should need glasses to read this shit. They're tiny and I'm drunk. I Shut up. I got the drunk thing. I, he I gave us five stars, by the way. You didn't, you I didn't report that. No, I did. I said did he gave you? us five stars. You probably did, and I'll catch Go you back and, and listen to it, and I did. <laughs> Love it. You go ahead and read the next one. I will read the next one. I'm going to enlarge it so I don't misspell someone's Twitter handle. I apologize, sir. The next one is by Mooseman. On July 20th, he reviewed us, titled it, Worthy of a Listen for Up-to-Date Vegas Info, gave us five stars, and wrote, Mark puts a ton of work into the show. That's me. And the recent addition <laughs> of Scott has that. added a nice dynamic. Scott has got to love this. This is so ridiculous. Oh, his ego is going to get is, even oh, it's over. bigger. <laughs> but he's, he's a like, great... I am, I'm the greatest thing that's ever happened to this show. He has a great totally time, though. Scott. Wait, no, hold on. That's the greatest thing that ever happened in this show. <laughs> I love him so much. Love you, Scott. If you listen to podcasts about Vegas, then subscribe. Thank you both Aww. very much for the, the feedback. Love it so much. And well, honestly, if we had bad ones, we would read them. You know what? And we've said it before. Like, we've recently mocked people a lot for criticizing us and then listening to the show because it's like... You have to make an effort to listen to the show. So the well, fact that you hate it and then you're like, who's this fucking bullshit? This fucking guy all the time. Like, don't, you literally tried to listen to this. Hold on. So some of them maybe one time listeners. I know. What well, some of them fun. have their ideal idea of what a, of what a podcast would be, and they're like, oh, I just wish it did this. So honestly, well, there are times that people have been like, in all fucking fairness, hate your show. You do this, you do this, and I'm like, oh my god, we do do that. We shouldn't do that anymore. So, honestly, all the feedback is always, always valued. But in all fairness, like you said, you were listening to shows, and you're like, I wish somebody did this and this and this. So you did your own show. Yeah. So there you go. Take a fucking hint. No, I'm just kidding. I'm totally just kidding. Adding to the competition. (laughs) Oh, Lord. All right. just kidding. So we also have a PayPal donation this week from a Stephen Greenfield. I believe that's Stephen Greenfield. Stephen. 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 Stefan. All right. S T E P H E N. Stephen. Please write in, sir, and let and us know us who's feedback. correct. I'm betting it's Stefan. Who's correct? Please let us Stephen know. Stefan is Stephen. Sexy. Please let. Oh, so that's not fair. Sexy. That's not Doesn't fair. Doesn't matter. I Whatever. bet it's Stefan. Whatever. Do you want to read it? You want me to? No, you read it. All right, fine. Stefan, love the podcast, but the. No- <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> Love the podcast, but the donation is because of your tweet that brought my attention to the Treasure Island YouTube video. 
Holy crap, that is awesome. I retweeted, I can't remember who originally tweeted it, but I retweeted the original television special. I think it was on ABC when <laughs> oh, when Jesus. Steve Wynn launched Treasure Island and it was the whole episode of like, it's magic. We have to find the treasure and Steve Wynn's involved and there's a kid and the family and it's a whole, the adventure begins is what I believe oh, the title Jesus. of the show was. It's pretty impressive for... Well, for, I mean, over the top and excessive. And but when else. you consider it was family friendly, it doesn't get any better than this. This was Vegas family friendly. Back when they were pushing doesn't that hardcore. Doesn't get any yeah. better than this. It's at its peak. Thank you, sir. Always welcome. <laughs> Donations are always welcome. <laughs> the show does cost money, and we appreciate any time you hope to support it. So yes, we do. What a shit I really ton do. of awesome listener feedback this week. Yep. Outstanding. So we're going to wrap that up, and that's going to do it for episode 178. Thank you all again for listening and downloading. We really do appreciate it. If you'd like to check out any of the stories on today's show, you can do so on the blog at 360vegaspodcast.com. You can also support the show by PayPal donations, buying stuff from our merch store at zazzle.com slash 360vegas or at vegas.com. And help others find the show by reviewing us on iTunes. If you'd like to send some feedback, written, or audio, you can do so at 360vegaspodcast at gmail.com. Good, bad, or indifferent, we will read them all. I think that's going to do it. Yeah, we have a young man that we need to attend to. <sighs> He's going to be a handful. Here, <laughs> <laughs> and he's sick. He needs I know us. he is. I know he is. I just, I feel bad, and it's working. It, uh, Let's go take I, care of our boy. It being parents. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they're parents of humans that are like, fuck you. That's fine. But I, we can lock ours in the kennel for a while. I get it. I, uh, I get it. No, it <laughs> nothing no, like the can't. cries from loving parents. I, 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 <laughs> I get it. Most parents can't do that because they're actually parents of human children. We, we selected dogs for a reason. I think, I think we need to get out of this immediately. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week.